0: And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is another special Saturday edition because what a week in sports it has been. We are having movement across the board in multiple sports, but we are starting with arguably the hottest topic right now in sports. USC, UCLA, headed to Big Ten country. A conference that quite literally extends from sea to shining sea. East coast to west coast. It is incredible the landscape change that is going on in college football right now college football as we've known it is dead it is dead what we have known college football to be for years is over and ending should not be that surprising it kind of goes with the theme of america not to get political or anything like that on this show but we've been losing our culture in america for a while we've been sent or we've been kind of sensitizing everything commercializing everything all the same bland product, and that is what we are headed to in college football. We are removing traditional rivalries. We're removing state battles. We're moving, you know, those iconic things we think of when it comes to college football the regionality of it um the power five conferences which i very much liked and we're going to get into deeper but that's all going away we're moving to two mega conferences probably eventually one giant just league which will eventually blow back into you know four regional conferences probably years from now it's sort of like what we're doing with streaming you know i can't wait for the day when all these apps come to us and say hey for one low price we can bundle it all together and sell it to you and just reinventing cable. Um it's probably what we're gonna get in college football, but for now in the for- and for the foreseeable future, it's dead. And nobody deserves more blame for this collapse of the current day landscape than the Pac twelve. This is a conference that has been idiotic For decades now. They cut terrible TV deals. They put the final nail in the coffin. When they voted against the expansion of the playoffs. Which may have helped save their league. But now is going to ultimately lead to the demise of their league. The ACC can also blame themselves on that one. But it's just been stupidity after stupidity. Move after move that has made no sense. Towards the direction of what college football is going to. And I honestly don't think this is going to be good for college football. We're seeing... Moves that make sense in the large scheme of things, but the details are lacking. Look at NIL and the wild, wild west that that's going. NIL, great, great idea. Players should be getting paid. We've been for that on this show since the beginning, but there should have been more detail in it. There should have been more structure around it. Same thing here with the deterioration of conferences. I don't ultimately think this is good for college football long term, But it makes sense with what's happening, with the TV deals that are getting cut, with the landscape, with the—we're not expanding the playoffs, which we all, I think, want at this point. I mean, how could you not look—just look at the college basketball—or college baseball and basketball playoff format right now. Now, I'm not saying we're going to have the insanity that we get in those sports with upsets left and right— But there is definitely an argument to be made that as you expand the playoffs, you create more opportunity, you're going to create a little bit more parity, and we are going to get some upsets here and there, and it'd be better for the product overall. But we have these old heads in these conferences leading the charge, and it's been absolutely disastrous long-term. But let's talk about USC, UCLA moving to the Big Ten right now because this is a move. Big Ten people, get your shots in now but I've been vocal about it on this show. I'll be vocal about it in the future. You all all let the fox into the chicken coop, all right? USC has been a sleeping giant for years now, and now a program that is building something, a program that I said would be back to prominence within four years, probably going to be quicker. I love what they're doing out there right now. You just handed that program more money, more recruiting paths, access to the Midwest and the offensive linemen that come out of there and the meat-and-potato players that make football teams, and you're going to pair them with the skill positions of the West Coast and the quarterbacks, and ooh, be careful what you wish for because I do think USC and Ohio State are in the new way. Yeah, people are making fun of, oh, USC's never seen a fullback. Oh, UFC's never seen two tight end sets, three tight ends are all out there. All very true. I mean, Utah plays a very physical brand of football, but that's neither here nor there. Um, this is something, though, that is not... I mean, look at what Ohio State's been able to do with their brand of football in that conference. And now you're bringing in a school that as long as you have the right pieces in place, which I believe they have, historically has done it better. And their style of football is going to match very similar to Ohio State's. The athletes are going to be very good comparably to Ohio State. Ohio State and USC are going to be the two-headed monster at the top of this Big Ten conference. That's how I foresee it. UCLA will fit in, middle of the pack, be a good meat and potato school, good access to the West Coast. Um, but yeah, be careful what you wish for here. Because USC is coming. This is going to be great for them. It's going to be good for the Big Ten. College football playoff, I, I think this is going to suck for the fans a little bit, though. Because ultimately now the Big Ten and the SEC, it's whatever they want to do. However they want to steer the future of college football is how college football is going to be steered. Um, and that's the reality of the nature and the beast of losing these Power Fives, which I hate. I loved Pac-12 after dark I love the brand of football we get in the Pac-12 and the matchups we have in the Pac-12 I love watching that I love betting on that you know that um I wish more people got to see it but they had some truly terrible terrible television deals shout out Larry Scott you scumbag for killing this conference um our hope is maybe the big 12 is able to piece some things together, but I think it's going to be hard because Notre Dame is probably going to come into the fold and play in the Big Ten. Oregon, whatever Phil Knight and Oregon want to do, that's going to be another power shift. The ACC is probably going to be picked off by the SEC, and ultimately we get two power conferences. And they're going to get the majority of their teams if they expand the playoffs. They're probably not going to make sure there are automatic bids for whatever conferences are left. It's just going to be top seeding. They're going to make the vast majority of it. Yada, yada, yada. Um, So that's the future of college football. Um, I hate the move. I think it sucks. I loved the power five, power... You know, we can make it power four, maybe. Um, Scheme of things, I loved that aspect of it. And losing that does suck, I think. But we're still going to watch. It does feel, though, that we need to be careful what we wish for here. I wish there were a good mixture of young and old heads in the room in college football to kind of balance this out. Cause so many of these mistakes could have been avoided, especially in the PAC 12 side of things, but ultimately it is what it is. Um, God, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I I'm interested to see how it plays out and how the college football landscape continues to change. I don't know, ultimately, if we're heading in the best direction for college football. I don't think we are. I think things are going to start getting out of control, but who knows? Maybe it'll work out better. What will not work out better is for the Brooklyn Nets. The other big news in the sporting world, Kevin Durant requesting a trade right after Kyrie signs his contract. This man is soft. Kevin Durant, in the grand scheme of things... No longer an all-time player. We'll talk about generations from now. He's got all-time talent, but this is a man who picked his spot, picked his teams, teammates had a voice in the coaching hire, got everything he wanted. What we hear the modern-day guy wants, and he's bailing. He doesn't want a challenge. He's running from a fight. He's running from a challenge. This is a Nets team that stood by him during his recovery, paid him forty million dollars. How does he repay them? A playoff spot and bounces. Um, this is a guy that, in the grand scheme of things, is soft. I mean, this is a guy who has all-time great talent, but will never be considered among the all-time elites. This is a rep a, a a reputation disaster for him. I mean, we look at you know we give LeBron crap all the time for moving around, but at least he finished his contracts. At least he brought titles to every team he's been a part of. You know, when we talk about all the greats, Kevin. Durant isn't in the conversations with the Michaels, the Kobe's, the LeBron's, Steph Curry, Larry Bird's now the world, who embraced the challenge, who embraced the suck, who grinded it out and didn't run from a fight every single time. Things didn't go exactly perfect and pristine the way they thought it would. I mean, the guy's soft. He doesn't like competition. He doesn't want to have a fight on his hand. Milwaukee and the Celtics absolutely broke him. He can't get it done unless he's part of arguably the greatest franchise ever at this point in Golden State. In a a franchise that got it done the right way, who drafted correctly and and brought in supporting good cast. The guy's soft. I mean, and and it's going to be worse the further we go out because... The trend right now is you can't buy championships. We look at all these young teams. They're building in the kind of historical sense where they're drafting well. They're bringing in a couple free agents, see signings that really mesh with the team and elevate them to the next level. It's kind of those old school receipts. We're seeing that with the Celtics. We're seeing that in Milwaukee. We're seeing that in Phoenix. We're seeing that in Golden State for years now. That's the new way you know, the Tatums of the world. If Devin Booker ends up getting one eventually down the road, probably not, but maybe. You know, Giannis, you could see it in their faces too when they take those pictures after winning the championships. It just means so much more when you do it that way. It's so much sweeter to earn something on your own and to be your own person and to grind it out and to meet the challenge and rise above the challenge. And Kevin Durant, Wants no part of that. He's not part of that conversation going forward. He's an all-time talent, but will not be up there with the all-time greats. Um, but you make your bed, you lay in. Um, and it's going to wor- look worse and worse in hindsight as we continue to see these teams that have built it the right way. I mean, Giannis is... This dude, it just makes him look even better. I mean, this is a guy who could have gone anywhere. Best player in the league, arguably, right now. And he stuck it out in Mo- Milwaukee. He had guys come to him. He met the challenge and rose above it, elevated his game when he needed to be elevated, won a championship the sweetest way possible. It, it yeah. That's all I got to say on that. Um, It's a quick pod today. Just wanted to get on, air some thoughts out. We're going to be talking more here. Get the guides on next week. Break it all down. Have a better debate about it all. But I wanted to get some thoughts out to you. Wanted to tell you we got some good things coming to you. And I wanted to make sure you were passing out the word for this football season. We got some great stuff coming to you. Great gambling content coming to you. Make sure to stick around and check it out. And as always, peace.